Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. You're here with an open mind because that is the rule and not the exception. Get some smooth tunes going on here. Glad you could join us. Glad you could, whether you're watching or listening, I appreciate it. Leadosophy is grateful. Today we're going to talk about maybe some of the fundamental differences between leadership and management, leading versus managing. And a lot of what you're going to hear today, or pretty much everything you're going to hear today, is Leadosophy's take on the difference. Because Leadosophy believes there is a, a stark difference when we talk about leadership versus how we talk about management. And it really comes down to how we talk about leaders versus how we talk about managers. What is the language we use? We're going to talk about the paternalistic leaders, maybe the domineering leader or manager who thinks that he or she is managing people. They have to manage everything they do. Again, it's going to come down to language. Should be interesting conversation. If you have some feedback on this, shoot me an email, tim at leadosophy.com. All right, here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution, you are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. Friends, welcome back to Leadosophy. Today we're talking about the philosophical differences between our concept of leadership and our concept of management. And I think this is an conver- important conversation to have because how we view managing versus how we view leading may be different or we may actually think they're the same thing. Some people may think the two concepts are the same, which is okay. Really, it's it's a philosophical discussion and it's really, it's beneficial for, for, for leadosophy and philosophy in general. How do we articulate leading versus how do we articulate managing? And if we're in the position where we are mentoring other people, how we talk about managing in the workplace versus leading in the workplace, you know, we could have a fundamental influence on other people when we're in a position or a mentorship position. Now, it might be very difficult for some leaders to delineate between environmental conditions that influence how people behave and how people behave independent from those environmental conditions. When we talk about the workplace, what are the environmental factors or environmental influences on how people operate within their environment. And really, it doesn't have to just be the workplace. It could be anywhere. Your home life, you have environmental factors that influence how you behave. It's really no different. But if, if I could use a very simple ice cream analogy, you know, and I've used this analogy before when we talked about the idea of free will, you know, we can criticize Jane for always picking vanilla ice cream at the local corner dairy market. We might say Jane is super boring. Why doesn't she try another flavor? However, a little investigative work would have uncovered the fact that vanilla ice cream is the only option at the corner market. How many behaviors are judged in the workplace, and again, anywhere for that matter, without any attention paid to the environmental conditions, environmental factors, which force people to act in a certain way? I think it's important to note that managers... And this is an assumption, Leadosophy's assumption. 
managers are leaders of humans. And then on the flip side, leaders are managers of things, of processes, of product and service quality. And I've said this before, the, the soil analogy, manage the soil, the plants will grow. Manage the environmental factors that influence others, right? You're managing these processes within the environment and then the people will adapt to those environmental processes. Improve the soil's conditions, the plants will grow. Manage the environment, I guess, is the mantra here. Manage the environment, not humans. And some may say, well, what do you mean? Well, what I mean is that humans are led. They're not managed. And I'm talking more in the workspace, right? I'm not necessarily talking about parenting, right? You manage, you know, your your kids' you know, schedule, things like that. I, I get that. Right, that's, that's, that's the more paternalistic idea that we we're talking about. When we talk about human, like adults and with, with other adults, you know, some people will say, well, I thought managers manage people. Well, in, and I'll agree there, there are some who accept this premise or this assumption. And I will say that tyrants, many politicians, and a lot of people in positions of power and authority believe that they must manage people, their movements, their conversations, whatever they're having in the workplace, their belief systems. There are people that think they have to manage how other people believe or think. You know, and at its core, Leadosophy believes that this ideology, and it, it is an ideology, is deeply paternalistic and maybe even domineering at times. It could be degrading. It could be even be dehumanizing. And buried within the roots of, of this ideology, again, another assumption here, might it be power and control? Or that fear, I've talked about this on previous episodes, that fear of losing power, of losing control. You know, leadosophy is very, very adamant that empowering others is a positive leadership step. And when you empower others, you lose some power. You're giving up some of your own power, and that's scary for, for some people. So me personally, if I'm following you, you're the leader and I'm following you down a dark path. I don't need you to manage how I walk. I need you to guide me, lead the way to more opportunities, tools and resources, even knowledge, knowledge, tools and resources, KTR. I talk about that as far as when we talk about managing the soil, managing the environmental factors, make sure people have the knowledge they need to do their jobs the tools they need to do their jobs and the resources they need to do their jobs, not just doing their jobs, but doing their jobs effectively. You want people to enjoy doing their jobs and doing their jobs well. So I want you to help me get where I want to go or where we're going together. That's what, that's what leadership is. And at a minimum, help me get started on my journey. I'll find a path. I'll fail. I'll try again. I don't need you to manage my heuristic process. And by heuristics, we're talking about the experience, my own hands-on experience, my learning by trial and error, by tinkering. Give me guidance. That's what I need. That's leadership. I could use and will benefit from your leadership from time to time. Help me discover my potential. Teach me. Coach me, pass on knowledge and insights from past experiences. The good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. Stop managing me. I want you to lead me. So it's a little 
that's lead off. He's going off on a little tangent on, you know, if I'm in the position or at the followership position, which we are all in positions of followership. We can't always be the leader. We must often step back and be a follower and embrace the followership role. Did an earlier podcast, one of my first couple within the first few weeks of podcasting, I believe I did an episode on followership and I did that on the heels of my wife encouraging me to do a podcast like that because it was her belief that we don't place enough emphasis on followership, which I, I agree with. So again, when we talk about managing others, managing humans, don't manage me, my movements, my behavior. I've said this before, manage your checkbook, your livestock, your paperclip and notebook inventories. Your followers are not paperclips, nor are they livestock. Put, put more energy into managing things like, number one, the environmental conditions. Again, that influence or restrict those around us, like the processes that dictate how people effectively function or cannot function within their jobs. Put more energy into identifying and understanding which products and services are good or bad. We manage the process of tracking product and service effectiveness. We manage that process. Put more energy in discovering the barriers to effective communication or obstacles unwittingly created by the organization. And I'm talking about obstacles that limit people's potential, right? Limit people's potential. Lead others around those obstacles. Dismantle the obstacles or even explode the obstacles altogether because there are obstacles nonetheless. I think it often comes down to there are some people who are bent on this management idea that they are the managers of humans, that they are people fixers. And this is my last thought. And I call this kind of like, it's like the, the prison warden's mentality. How many manage, managers out there are trying to fix or rehab people without ever asking the question, is it really the people who need fixed? And that's the thought I'll lead lead off with or lead out with. Is it really the people that need fixed or the environmental conditions influencing the people in the workplace, whatever it is in the community? Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember, Leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life and of life. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.